Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Podcast live and gscsports.com and also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast, where you can find the video of uh, of the live show here. If you subscribe to us or you follow us and you are listening live or on demand, we appreciate uh, all the support as always. I know we've uh, taken a few weeks off. Uh, we appreciate you bearing with us. Uh, we promise to deliver a good show here tonight, Wednesday. March 22nd, 2017. Again, our home network, NGSCSports.com. We never stop. Check out the homepage there for all the written content and much more. Also, all the shows in the NGSC Sports radio network can be found at NGSCSports.com and Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also hear us streaming daily at LeibSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. You can... Subscribe to our show on Android or on iTunes. If you go to uh, go to your device, go to your podcast app and search Huddle Up with Jim and Dave. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, please rate and review the show. Give us five-star rating. I think, we've, uh, I th- I think we can uh, at least get four stars, if not five. Follow us on social media, facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Twitter is uh, at Huddle Up Podcast. And uh, you, if you feel like emailing us, we do have an email address. That is Huddle Up Podcast at Outlook.com. We got Dave on the line with us. Dave, it's been a few weeks, man. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Oh, man, Jim. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. It's uh, good to be back. Uh, had a pretty good bowling match tonight, so uh, I can't complain. It was one of the few alleys in the uh, wonderful Lancaster County that we're in that has a bar. So uh, the Dave is happy tonight. <laughs> that should uh that should make for an interesting show uh n- if nothing else so uh if you want to call in and talk to us you can do that 401-347-0613 and then enter pin 29312 again 401-347-0613 and then use pin 29312 uh we've been a few weeks off uh we took last week off because uh we were both under the weather, doing better uh, this week. I see 
Dave is uh, is still taking his medicine as of tonight. So uh, <laughs> we will. Uh, oh, we... you're funny. I'm glad this two weeks off finally made you comical. It's about uh, time. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe in a few more weeks you can add to that as well. But uh, Dave, hey, one of us has to be the brains <laughs> of this operation. Uh, I think we're still looking for that. <laughs> we have we have some applications in. We'll see what uh, we'll see what comes up. But anyway, let's uh, let's look at March Madness, Dave. Obviously, we're in the uh, in the midst of it. Um, me not being the, uh, the the biggest basketball guy, but uh, you know, I always fill out the brackets. Always look into the tournament, and um, I, I I would say there's been a few shakeups. Uh, through the first few rounds here. Yeah, Jim, it's, uh, there's been a couple of upsets, but I mean, I, I'm one that always uh, does what I can to watch the uh, the first two opening round games, uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, definitely worth the half day at work. And um, to be honest, this year, they were kind of disappointing games. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of games that were close and uh, good games for lack of better terms. And, uh, and then five minutes to go happened. And, all of a sudden it was uh, all the favorites winning. I mean, I think there was, uh, there was a couple, there was one 12 seed uh, middle Tennessee state. And I think four 11 or three 11 seeds moved on, but uh, there was a lot of uh, chalk for lack of better terms that moved on. There were very few, uh, I think there was only one underdog uh, of over, over uh, three points that moved on from the first round. So, or I guess it's the second round because we had the playing games, but uh, yeah, those don't count. Those don't count. I don't, at least I don't count them. Oh, well, since Jim doesn't count them, they don't exist. Yeah, see. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think I think you have a lot of your really, uh, and I'm doing air quotes, but cream of the crop uh, teams that are still playing the last 16 games. I mean, you have the uh, you have the Arizona, the Gonzaga, the, uh, the 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 UCLA, the the uh, UNC, the Kentucky, um, whoever else is in that other bracket, Kansas. Um, I don't even remember who the two seeded. Louisville went down, so uh, you have Michigan replacing them. But you have a lot of your uh, cream of the crop basketball schools that are still alive. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely some interesting matchups uh, coming up this weekend. Yeah, certainly are. Obviously, so, you know some of the big names that have dropped, Dave. In this, uh, well, I guess it was in the in the second round. Like as you touched on, yeah, the first round. Uh, you know, didn't really provide a lot of, uh, spark or, or, uh, you know, firework as, as it does, uh, in some other years. Um, you know, I, I, the, the first day, I obviously, you know, I'm at, I'm at work. I, I throw the, the video up, uh, because it started with Notre Dame and, uh, they gave me a scare at the end of game one. Uh, and they just, um, much, much is the theme of this, of the last, uh, what, six to eight months, uh, Notre Dame disappointing. Uh, for for me, uh, but I, I I take this one in stride for two things. Again, not not a big basketball guy, and number two, uh, it wouldn't be March if uh, if Notre Dame basketball didn't didn't uh, fail to to do something in the uh, in the tournament. Can can you really be upset about their basketball team? Though I believe they were a five seed, and uh, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I believe they were a five seed. So I mean, theoretically, based on the seeding. They were only supposed to win one game, so I mean, I I don't want to go out on a limb here, but I'm kind of going to go out on a limb and say that Notre da- a, a Notre Dame sports team achieved expectations. <laughs> well, that's certainly a way to look at it, but uh, 
you know, uh, yeah, no, I, well, I, I'm not really mad at about it at all. Again, it's basketball is not really my forte. Uh, never okay. has been. You never. would, you would be the guy that hates basketball, but it gets upset when Notre Dame basketball loses. No, no, that's uh, that's why when I got the text from you guys, I was just, uh, I was just like, uh, yeah, it 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 was bound to happen. Um, you know, you would have been disappointed if you didn't get the text, though. I mean, Notre Dame loses like an instant text to Little Jim. Right, exactly. I, 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 you know, I, I wait for it. Whenever, whenever Notre Dame does something poorly, I there's a, there's a small handful of people that I just, uh, you know, I, I look forward to the 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 text or the uh, the, the Facebook message or something. Uh, and if it doesn't come, yeah, I am disappointed. In fact, it actually almost would uh, would scare me if 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 I don't get that. Uh, text or message from you guys i can understand i mean i'm glad that you care about me i think that's the first time i've had that uh expressed to me from you so (laughs) um obviously villanova goes down to wisconsin um just going over some of the some of the uh upsets in in round two uh or what i consider to be round two i guess like you said can technically round three um michigan over louisville uh, you know, one kind of made a little bit of noise there. Uh, and then as you go a little bit, uh, down, down a little further in the bracket, uh, Xavier, uh, over Florida state. So, um, you know, those, those are, as I'm, as I'm just scanning over here quick, those look to be about the biggest of the, uh, well, Duke going out to South Carolina too. I, I, I did skip over that one. So you lost four, uh, yeah, that game, that game, uh, that game in all fairness, and I'm not defending Dukes because, I don't like Duke fans. I don't like NC or uh, UNC fans. So um, I- I'm perfectly level-headed on that. But uh, Duke kind of got—I uh, don't want to say screwed, but they had a uphill battle because they had to play South Carolina at virtually their home uh, or home gym in South Carolina. Uh, it wasn't their home gym, but it was pretty darn close. So I mean, that was a uh, virtual road game for Duke as the two seed. So kind of a disadvantage that they had there. Yeah, and and I mean, I I I was not able to watch the game, but wasn't there? Isn't there been a couple of uh, games throughout the the first couple rounds here uh, of instances where you've you've almost had had kind of a home uh, home court advantage for a few teams? I, I I thought that I mean the and I know it may be impossible to completely uh, eradicate that from from happening, but. Isn't isn't kind of the purpose to kind of create that level playing field? Um, I think it is to an to an extent, but at the same time, and I mean, I think it's different. My personal opinion is it's different if you're the two seed and you're playing at home. And I mean, relatively at home, it's a neutral arena still. But I mean, if you're Duke and you're playing in North Carolina, it's a home game. It's true. Yeah. And you're playing in Kentucky. It's a home game. Whether you're in Kentucky or you're in Louisville or. You know, wherever um, you're not at rough, but you're still at a home game essentially. So, I mean, there is some advantage for it. And I mean, if you want to see the higher seed through, it's kind of a thing to do. But um, I, I, as much as I dislike Duke, they kind of got the shaft there a little bit. I mean, that's kind of rough as a two seed having to deal with that in your second round. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel on it. I feel kind of bad for the Duke fans because they are better than South Carolina. But uh, part of me likes to see Grayson Allen going home early. Yeah, obviously, uh, over the course of this year, whether you're a, 
a basketball fan or not, if you're a fan of sports and, and kind of catch any sports news, you're, you're well aware of the fact that he doesn't, uh, doesn't endear himself to, uh, to a lot of fans and a lot of people, um, uh, you know, some of his antics throughout the, uh, throughout the course of the year, Dave, I forgot to mention it, um, just breaking off into hockey really quick and we'll look, uh, you know, look at a couple of the matchups, uh, coming in the next few days in the, in the tournament, but, um, a, a huge night, uh, tonight for our Hershey bears, um, winning again tonight. Uh, this is, uh, they, they won three to one tonight. They have won 10 straight at home, six wins overall in a row. They are now only four points out of first place in the Atlantic Division in the American Hockey League. Uh, they are four points clear of fourth place um, in uh, in their division, which is the last playoff spot. This team, uh, I know we, we don't we don't talk a lot of minor league hockey here, but as, as Bears fans and as Caps fans, you know, this team – uh, had had a kind of a rough start out of the gate early on. Uh, they've they they've had a lot of call up issues with Washington. They've had injuries uh, throughout the course of the year. Um, but this team is absolutely kind of looks like they're catching fire at the right time. I think this could be uh, knock on wood uh, one of those um, one of those special spring times here in uh, in Central Pennsylvania. Springtimes, Jim. I think this team's going into the summertime. Well, technically, technically, uh, summer doesn't start. I think until like the twenty-something of June, which um, a lot of times, even your AHL season is over by uh, over by that point. So technically, I am uh, I, I would be correct here. Well, you're not factoring in the three-week-long celebration that we would have. Well, I mean. Fair enough, but uh, the games themselves that the, the the Bears would be playing, uh, yeah, the first day of summer is June twenty first. So I guess if it is a long, extra long playoff, there's a lot of uh, game sevens that drag it drag the playoffs on. Uh, you you might be correct. We'll have to uh, keep watch of this one. I'm not conceding on that, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I, I, I agree 100% with you. I mean, I, I have been saying all the Hershey Bears team was missing um, is some size on defense, uh, which they got at the trade deadline. They got Gilbert. Uh, they have a uh, – I forget his name. is back something or something along those lines uh, as a big defender that's a prospect that came over. And then uh, Siegenthaler is on his way over as well. So uh, the defense is no longer an issue for these Bears. But the, the thing that's really huge is we got Phoenix Copley in net. Um, which is a top-tier prospect that's going to be able to give you that solid net mining that you need every game. Yeah, obviously Washington um, this- Washington made that deal uh, twofold. One for uh, this Hershey run, and and with kind of the general thought and understanding that the Las Vegas Knights will probably uh, take Philip Grubauer in the uh, in the expansion draft. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a it's a it's a twofold deal. It serves both the uh, the Capitals and the Bears well. And I mean, if you think about it, the uh, the Bears are going to have VTAC next year, and then they're going to have uh, in all likelihood they're going to have Samuelson at the number two. Samson off is the number two. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll we'll get we'll get back to hockey in just a little bit, Dave. And let's uh, let's let's get back to the basketball for just a uh, just a couple of minutes here. 
as the uh, as the next round begins play. The Sweet 16 begins play tomorrow night. Um, is there any game in particular uh, that 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 jumps out at you um, in 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 this next round that would be um, maybe the one where an upset might reign supreme or uh, one that people want to pay particular attention to? Well, Jim, um, the the next round that people want to pay attention to, the game of this round of the Sweet 16, has to be number two Kentucky versus number three UCLA. Two story basketball programs going head to head. I cannot wait to watch this game. I believe it's like ten o'clock on Friday night. But this game is going to be phenomenal. Uh, nine thirty. Nine thirty on Friday. Yeah. So 10 o'clock when, all, when the first game drags on. <laughs> yes, true. But uh, th- this game's going to be phenomenal. I mean, you got a high-scoring UCLA offense. I think it's averaging 85-plus points a game versus a Kentucky team that is loaded with prospects. So it's going to be interesting just to see how the game plays out. Um, no idea who wins, of course. I believe the Vegas line's right around pick right now. So um, your guess is as good as mine, but I think this game's going to be uh, a, a Extremely well played, um, an actual NBA type atmosphere, but with players that care. Well, in uh, in one of my brackets uh, at work, my one dollar one, I have UCLA winning. So let's uh, let's let's hope for good things there. <laughs> I think I have UCLA beating Kentucky in every bracket I own. So let's go. Yeah, I have Kentucky, and I have Kentucky winning uh, that matchup. In uh in my five dollar one, but I have like I said, I have UCLA winning uh winning it all in my one dollar one, which is always the one I kind of go really crazy with. And what I mean by that is I I have UCLA beating Notre Dame <laughs> in the uh in the championship game of my one dollar pool. I mean, if it's going to cost you uh essentially four dollars by having having uh, UCLA beat Kentucky, it's totally worth it. Sure, absolutely. Um, as far as upsets goes. Um, the one that I would really like to see is I would like to see Purdue beat Kansas. Purdue's got the two bigs down low that I think can really affect Kansas' game and uh, I, I think should hopefully be able to dominate the class versus Kansas. So hopefully um, Purdue's able to come out on the edge here. I actually have Purdue in the final four in a couple of brackets, so that'd be very nice to see. But uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not as high on this Kansas team as most are, but uh, I, I think it'll be super interesting to see how far they're able to go and uh, if they're able to. If they get by Purdue, their path to the Final Four should be pretty easy. So uh, that, that's the one upset that I have an eye on. At, I mean, at this point for me, um, I mean, give me – who are the two lowest seeds teams still in it on either side? Michigan was a seventh seed and Xavier was the, was an eleven. So, I mean, at this point for me, I mean, give me either South Carolina or uh, Xavier uh, versus Michigan in the in the championship game because um, why the heck not? I, I mean, like I said, I, I only do a couple of brackets, um, and uh, I'm, I'm probably pretty much blown up in all of them. So, much like, uh, you know, much like the college football and everything, once once my teams are out of it, then, then just kind of let – Chaos, uh, let chaos reign supreme. 
I can't argue that at all, Jim. I mean, it, it'd be kind of cool to see Xavier knock off Zona in some aspects, but I have Arizona in the final in a lot of brackets, so that would not make Dave very happy. <laughs> um, again, if you're tuning in on uh, on the Facebook page and you want to leave any comments, we appreciate that. Uh, we can be interactive there. I, I will be kind of checking the comments uh, as I can throughout the show. If you are listening in uh, and want to call in, you can do that as well, 401 401- Three four seven zero six one three. Use pin two nine three one two to uh, to call into the show. Um, Dave, anything else college basketball wise? Otherwise, going to uh, move ahead to uh, to some hockey talk. I mean, I think the one thing that really sticks out of me after the week one of game or week one uh, first weekend of games probably be a better term to put it. But uh, I, I think this selection committee did a. Uh, um, I don't want to say it poor job but uh a less than stellar job with the seeding of some of these teams i mean you had some uh you had uh 10 seed wichita or 7 seed wichita i forget which one they were but i think they were a 10 seed uh, i might be wrong on that though but uh you have wichita that was a minus two and a half against uh kentucky uh how do you have that uh wichita in some uh some uh professional bookmakers was a uh, top 10 team. Um, you had the same type of thing with uh, Minnesota the first week. That uh, makers actually had Middle Tennessee State favored over Minnesota. Um, so again, you, Xavier was plus a point over Maryland. So again, you, you kind of have some disagreement between what the committee did and what Vegas sees. Um, I, I know we touched on it during the football season, but I would love to see when these committees get together to include someone from Las Vegas. I mean, you have a guy that's it's willing to take a million dollars worth of game with worth of uh, bets on a game. Why wouldn't you give them a seat at the table? You don't have to listen to them in the final rankings, but listen to their input. I mean, this is another uh, this is another thing where uh, information is power. The more you know and the more you can learn, the better the better uh, product you're going to put out there. So just uh, just kind of my gripe or my bitch, for lack of better terms, but the. Uh, the more that you know, the better product you're going to put out there. And, I mean, some of these teams that uh, got these tough matchups should still be playing this weekend. I mean, you have Villanova that plays number eight Wisconsin. Wisconsin should have been a little higher seeded than Minnesota in my eyes, but they weren't. So they got stuck with Villanova. And, I mean, Villanova's a better team than Xavier. So what do you do? Right, yeah. No, I, I've heard um, – you know, I, I, have, I have seen and heard – uh, complaints from people about, um, you know, some of the seating and and the way the uh, the way the decisions were made and, and how the brackets were set up. Um, again, maybe maybe a uh, I won't call it a New Year's resolution. Maybe a resolution for next season. We'll we'll me try to uh, you know pay more attention and 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 get a little more interest into um, you know into college basketball and and so I'm, I'm a little uh better versed when it comes to this time of year and and uh with, with bracket seating and things like that that um you know i i can at least have a have a better understanding of uh of of what the what the makeup of these of these brackets are so you're finally not going to take the college football approach and just blindly do stuff in the dark <laughs> Ah, uh, maybe you did find some humor in the last two weeks. 
Uh, so let's talk about some NHL stuff, Dave. Is the the season beginning to wind down? Uh, only about uh, a couple more weeks, maybe about uh, ten or so games, give or take a few, depending who you are. Uh, the season beginning to 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 round down some playoffs. Um, pl- teams have clinched playoff spots. The Capitals, the Penguins, the Columbus Blue Jackets all have clinched a playoff spot in the East. Uh, looking over the standings. The Chicago Blackhawks are the lone team as of tonight to have clinched a playoff spot uh, in the West. Uh, They are well out ahead, uh, even in their own division at this point. Uh, They are well out ahead of everybody else. Um, And and we kind of touched on it a little bit a few weeks ago. um, But, you know, really looking over this uh, Eastern Conference, uh, you have the Metro Division. Now, this is going into play tonight. This is not... Uh, taking into account games that uh, that are occurring tonight or have uh, have already finished, but the the Capitals come into the night leading the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference at 102 points. Pittsburgh right behind them at 101. Columbus at 100. You go to the Atlantic Division. Uh, Montreal leading 91 points. Ottawa at 88 points. Toronto at 83. Yeah, so I remember last year when there were zero Canadian teams in the uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You have three uh, in those three spots in the uh, in the Atlantic Division. So pretty cool bounce back for uh, the Great White North. Go to the two wild card teams in the Eastern Conference: the New York Rangers at ninety four points and the Boston Bruins at eighty two. Uh, so just looking there, Dave. We'll talk about this, and then we'll move over to the Western Conference. Um, we, we, we said a few weeks ago that we think it comes down to, um, probably a Capitals Penguins, maybe a New York Rangers. Um, have you shifted from that at all? Um, Jim, I, I would say that I really haven't, um, Although the, the the one thing dating back to our Hershey Bears days that always scares me is Carey Price. Oh, why do you got to bring that name into it? <laughs> so I mean, he he scares me, but I, I really think that the best three teams are the the Rangers, the the Rangers slightly behind, but then the Caps and the Pens. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm 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 on page there. Obviously, you know, you can't. You you can't count out a, a, a goalie the caliber of Carey Price. Uh, I don't know how great that team is, and I and I just look over uh, this entire conference, and I know points in the regular season only mean so much. Uh, obviously, being a Capitals fan, we know that unfortunately all too well. But um, I I just I, I have a hard time looking. Um, even at Columbus at a hundred points, and that's why I said about the regular season points, I, I have a hard time believing that Columbus is a team that can really make a lot of noise um once these once these playoffs get underway. And I'm not trying to disrespect Columbus or their fans or anything, but um right now, uh, if 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 everything holds um, it would be Columbus and Pittsburgh in, in the first round. As much as I'd love Columbus to win that series, I, I have a hard time believing that they do. If the Penguins find a way to um, to better Washington and, and finish first, um, then it would be the Caps and the Blue Jackets. 
I have a hard time, especially a hard time believing uh, that Columbus is going to beat the Capitals in a seven-game series. Uh, and then just looking over the rest of the East, again, you you, you know, it, it's – I know Lundqvist will be coming back from injury, so uh, the question will be, is there going to be rust there? Well, how sharp will he be? Um, but th- there's not really another team – uh, in the Eastern Conference, that, that that scares me a whole lot. Boston, a few weeks ago, we were talking about them up near the top of the Atlantic Division. They've uh, they've kind of started to fall apart a little bit. They're five and five in their last ten. Um, I, I I just don't know. Uh, maybe they kind of wore themselves out. They were so far down when they made the coaching change that maybe they, maybe they've run out of gas. Yeah, I just uh, I kind of agree with you there that it seems like Boston kind of peaked a little bit early and they they've, they've ran out of that uh, momentum changing uh, or the momentum gaining from the coaching change. But uh, I just they've been an organization that has given uh, given the, the the Bears fits with the Providence Bruins. So um, I, I don't want to count them out, but they would be. Uh, a, a team that I definitely would not uh, want to see in Washington, but I wouldn't necessarily be scared of them for right for lack of better terms too. Sure, um, a few teams on the outside looking in uh, at this point. Uh, you have the Islanders who are four points out. They have seventy eight. Tampa Bay seventy seven. Carolina seventy five. Philadelphia seventy four. So um, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. who is that? Who is that team at seventy four? Uh, I don't know if uh, it's a, the is it the the Fly Guys or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty impressive for as uh, loud as those fans were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they uh, they, they enjoyed that. Ten, well, there's 10 games winning streak back in uh, back around Thanksgiving. That that was that was pretty impressive. I know I had uh, some fans that I'm pretty I'm, I will I will say I'm pretty sure that it was it was tongue in cheek uh, that they were just having a little fun. Uh, but uh, talking some some grand some grand hopes and aspirations uh, back in uh, back in the fall, but um, it, titles aren't won in the fall. Titles aren't even won uh, in the early spring, and uh, and I do know that. Just so I'll get a how I get out ahead of that one, um, so that my the 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 friends of mine that are Flyers fans can't come at me and go, oh, the Capitals, uh, you know, they're they're always the uh, President's Trophy winner, but can't win the Stanley Cup. So I'm well aware. I'm just uh, pointing out. Yeah, definitely, Jim. But uh, my my question with that is, how many games have the Flyers won since that ten game win streak? Have they won ten games yet? Because I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I know they are looking over the standings. They're four, five, and one in their last ten. Um, and if you're keeping track at home, that's not very good. So um, beyond that, uh, and Mitch, if you're listening in, we're picking on the other Pennsylvania team. You're off the hook tonight. Yeah, yeah, Mitch, Mitch and I had a little discussion about uh, a, a Sidney Crosby incident last night, but uh, I'll, I'll leave that I'll leave that one to Twitter for this week. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty more uh, Crosby discussions to be had as we go over the next couple of months. Um, Good thing we didn't want to bring women's hockey into this. <laughs> um, you know, when when you're talking about those teams down around you know 75, 74, uh, 73 points and and below that. Um, mathematically speaking they are not eliminated but with uh 10 or less to go uh, you're 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 pretty much not making any plans for the postseason you're not you're not buying your tickets uh you're not clearing your calendars at this point 
Um, it's it's the 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 light is fading, as they say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of like uh, the the teams are going to say, "Hey, we're going to make the playoffs just so we get a bigger season ticket deposit for next year." Right, right, exactly. Um, so let's look over at the um, at the Western Conference, Dave. Like I said, Chicago going into tonight, the only team that has clinched so far at a hundred points. Uh, there in the Central Division, Minnesota, St. Louis uh, at ninety four and eighty three points, respectively. Uh, in the Pacific Division, San Jose leading leading the pack, ninety one points. Edmonton and Anaheim both have eighty seven. Uh, Edmonton is uh, it's the two seed uh, as of today, though. Uh, Calgary uh, and Nashville are the wild card teams, eighty six points for the Flames, eighty three uh, for the Nashville Predators. And then you get beyond that, and and I, I don't even know that there's a um, there's probably not a lot of hope um, for teams on the outside looking in in the Western Conference. You have Los Angeles at seventy five points, Winnipeg at seventy three, um, and then if you, you know you drop down to Dallas um, is at sixty eight, and then it obviously only gets worse from there. Pool the Colorado Avalanche, Dave, forty three points. Going into tonight, twenty forty nine and three. Wow, just absolutely insane. That's... I mean, you have nothing other to say than that. But uh, the, the the two teams that I really like out of the West uh, that aren't the Blackhawks, um, I really like the Nashville Predators. Um, that goes without saying. We talked about that on the last show. Um, but the other team that's going to be very interesting to me to watch in the playoffs is the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, this is a very young and very talented team, but they lack the playoff experience. So it'll be very interesting to see how they how they uh, handle the experience of the playoffs without having the experience, for lack of better terms. So kind of interesting to see what happens there. How about you, Jimmy? Yeah, no, Edmonton is definitely a team uh, that is that is greatly on the rise, and uh, if it's not this year. Then certainly, um, the next couple of years are, are, are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I think it's going to be great for them, uh, even if they they can't get out of the first round, just to get in the playoffs to kind of get their feet wet a little bit. Um, I, I think that I I still think the St. Louis Blues um, are absolutely a team that uh, a lot of people should be afraid of. You know, we we did talk about them a little bit. A few weeks ago, but uh, and I think at that point they were down in uh, the the wild card spot. I couldn't remember. I can't remember if it was the one spot or the two spot, but they they were not in those division standings. Uh, they are eight and two in their last ten. Um, they they have been much better at home than on the road. They're nineteen seventeen and one uh, on the road. They're twenty eleven and four uh, at home. They finally have a plus goal differential it is at plus six on the year uh because they they did they 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 had a real rocky start and i think we attributed a lot of that uh to the ken hitchcock uh not returning next year that whole just kind of dopey situation and anytime you have that um it, it has never made sense to me but they they've been great ever since they have made the coaching change i think that the the players on that team uh, are believing in the system they have, and uh, and is showing on the ice. Um, the Minnesota Wild, who for so long this year uh, looked like they were just absolutely the class of the West, and and that um, 
you know, you had a, almost a hard time believing that uh, anybody outside of them was was going to kind of be the uh, the team to beat. But they are they are just slipping, Dave. Uh, three and seven in, in the in the ten game stretch, the last ten. Um, the Vancouver Canucks are three, five, and two. The Avalanche and the Minnesota Wild are three and seven. The only team worse than them, uh, there are two teams worse than them in a ten game stretch. Says the Florida Panthers two seven and one, and the New Jersey Devils two and eight, two and eight. So, um, wrong time of the year. Somebody might might want to tell Bruce and company up there in Minnesota. Wrong time of the year to be having those kind of numbers. Oh, I'm not even going into the Bruce discussion with you, big guy. Oh, that's a shame. You know what? As much as I hate it, it would be pure irony if Bruce beat the Capitals to win his first Stanley Cup. Oh, as much as I would hate it. God, that would be bad. That would be very bad for. That'd be very bad for me. Very bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, for, I don't think it's very likely, but it would be pure irony. As much shit as I've got. Well, let, let's 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 give people a little bit of backstory. Um, you and I have been friends for years. And uh, Bruce was the former coach of the Hershey Bears, won Calder Cups in Hershey, uh, then went on to Washington, um, you know, kind of brought great hockey, uh, a winning culture to Washington, but could never get them kind of over that hump. Uh, And then when when they fired Bruce, I was all for it. You uh, very much uh, against it at the time. Uh, And it's just kind of been a, uh, a back and forth inside kind of, take digs at each other ever since so that that's the whenever you hear dave and i going back and forth about bruce boudreau uh that is why it is because uh i was on as much and, and it's not because i don't like bruce I, I in fact i love bruce boudreau uh and if the capitals i will say this i want the capitals to win a cup first uh and then bruce can win as many as he wants because I, he is he is just an awesome guy i got to meet him and talk to him a few times when he was uh, the coaching the hershey bears uh, but, uh, yeah, whenever you hear Dave and I going back and forth, that is why it has been, uh, been a back and forth point of, uh, dispute and humor for, uh, for years now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still think, uh, I still stand behind the Bruce thing, but, uh, it's an It's one of those arguments that will never settle because I'm right. You just won't admit it. <laughs> uh, and then when, uh, when Bruce, if he does never win a cup, then maybe I'll finally get you. Uh, to admit it. So, Dave, um, how many coaches haven't ever won a cup though? That's not a defining thing, Jim. Uh, well, but I mean, and I'm not saying oh, he's yeah, exactly. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying he's a bad. I never said he was a bad coach. But I, you know, my my whole point was, and my justification for him being fired in Washington was he was never going to get a cup. So, uh, I think if he can go a career with never winning a cup, then that kind of proves me right. So. Um, love you, Bruce, but well, using a logic though, that only, I don't even know how many percent, how many percent, how many, what percentage of pro hockey coaches actually win a cup? You're losing a, you're using an unattainable logic. I mean, is it a requisite to get into the hall of fame that you have to run? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that Bruce uh, wouldn't, shouldn't be a hall of fame coach. I think, I think going back to our, to, to the point of contention years ago between you and I is was simply that was simply that uh Bruce would not win a cup that he could not he could not win at the NHL level and that was why I justified the uh the caps firing of Bruce Boudreaux 
when uh, when they did. You justified it because he was bald and he was much sexier in a suit than you were. Hey, I'm not denying that, Bruce. You know, it, because I mean, it's it's a, it's a comparison. He's bald. I'm bald. Yeah, he does. He looks better in a suit. He pulls it off much better than I do. That guy in a little suit. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I I do. I love yeah, you, I'm Bruce. With the Bruce argument. <laughs> It's because, you know, it's because, well, never mind. We'll let it go. So just looking over a couple of the um, the the stats leaders uh, in the NHL and, and uh, you know, maybe maybe think if there's any going to be any changes um, to them uh, or, or who will come out as the uh, leaders over the next couple weeks. Connor McDavid leading the league in points at 82. Crosby at 81. Uh, Brad Marchand, I hate that guy. Uh, at uh, at eighty with Patrick Kane, uh, Backstrom at seventy eight, uh, rounding out the points. Uh, you have Crosby goals at forty one. Marchand, I hate that guy at thirty seven. It's weird. I can't say his name without saying I hate that guy right after it. I don't know why. Um, Kucherov at thirty four. Tarasenko at thirty four. Malkin thirty three. Pacioretty at thirty three. Um, any uh, and any any thing of note uh from those two besides uh not wanting Crosby to finish the uh finish the league with the most goals. I Connor McDavid is just an absolute that guy is a is an absolute stud. Um and uh and, and Edmonton is, is you know you, you get you get fourteen straight number one overall picks and you're bound to get one that was actually gonna be worth a damn. Well, they had a couple pretty decent ones. I mean, they had Taylor Hall that they traded away to the uh, Devils, I believe. So right. It, um, their picking hasn't been bad. The issue is they haven't been able to find a a solid, reliable goaltender. And, I mean, they're finally building up the defense. So, I mean, I think this Edmonton team is uh, – the, the longer they can go in the playoffs this year, the better it's going to serve them in the future because this is a uh, this is a team that needs experience in the, uh, the Stanley Cup right now. So – uh, it, it's definitely a true statement, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what this team can do in the playoffs. But uh, Connor McDavid is absolutely uh, disgusting. And Cindy Crosby is just, um, as a Capitals fan, she's just that. She's Cindy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as a as a hockey fan and as a, uh, as a show host, I, you know, I can't deny the talent, but as a Capitals fan, uh, yeah, we'll leave it where you left it, Dave. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, on the other side, uh, we're going to talk some NFL and, uh, and and some other things to uh, to round out the uh, the Huddle Up podcast here on NGSC. Hey, give the number there. I will when we come back from break. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break quick, and then we come back. Uh, plenty more to go. Huddle Up podcast, NGSCSports dot com. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. 
Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Huddle Up Podcast in GSCSports.com and also the video feed live on Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. We thank you for tuning in, whether it's live or on demand. Uh, you can follow us all the time. Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast or on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, also, if you want to call into the show, you can do that. 401-347-0613. Enter pin 29312. Again, 401 401- Three four seven zero six one three and use pin two nine three one two. You can also leave comments on the Facebook Live videos. I will be uh, checking that periodically, and uh, we can answer them on there uh, as well. So, Dave, uh, anything else uh, hockey wise? Otherwise, we're going to talk some NFL, and uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna put a bow on this thing. Not going to be a super late night for us. It's uh, it, it's been good so far, Jim. Uh, the the one thing I I am thankful of is the I got to type football into this just a little bit, but I I'm thankful that the football guides and the hockey guides have combined and gave us a couple months to rest up here. I mean, it was getting pretty rough staying up for these uh, you know, these, these football bowl games that lasted until one two a.m. in the morning because they were on the West Coast. And you know, with the hockey Stanley Cup playoffs around, that one two a.m. in the East Coast here is coming back. Uh, rather quickly to get ready to stare us in the face here. I mean, granted, I'm going to get to watch the hockey playoffs with the kid here soon, so it'll be an excuse for me to stay up while I uh, <laughs> let the lovely wife sleep. But um, I, I can't wait for hockey playoffs again. It's one of my favorite times of the year going into work, exhausted every day because I was up watching hockey playoffs. But the, the pure compete and the pure um, pure energy that are in these games. Uh, I, I don't know if there's anything else like it. I mean, even the Super Bowl, I think the hockey playoffs, even an opening round game has more complete, more compete and more uh, will than the, the actual Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I'm a, a firm believer and I know you're on board with this as well, but uh, I, I don't think there's anything like the hockey playoffs anywhere. No, no. The, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the, the, the best competition the best playoffs in sports uh the stanley cup is the greatest trophy in sports um the you know we we like to have debates here um but but though these these things i just said they are not debatable those uh are facts folks uh the, the stanley cup playoffs best playoffs and uh and that the stanley cup is the greatest trophy in sports that those are facts so, um, try it, try and argue all you want the, uh, but it's, 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 it's just, you're wasting time because those are, those are the facts. Um, Dave, the, I think the, the, there's two things that I love, uh, about the Stanley cup playoffs and, and you, you about to, uh, become a father is I couldn't be happier for you and your, and your wife. Um, I know you guys are very excited, but, uh, I'm also really happy about the fact that, 
um, you're you're going to have you know you're going to have to be in those late nights that you know especially when you get into those tense moments of a uh, of a Capitals game. Um, you're going to have to remain somewhat calm and somewhat quiet uh, to avoid waking uh, the the sleeping wife and the uh, and 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 the hopefully sleeping child. Uh, Jim, let's just be realistic. That's not happening. If it's a Capitals playoff game, all bets are off the table. Um, I've already made the statement to her, and I'm not going to say her response on the on the air here. But uh, <laughs> I've already made the response to her that uh, if she goes into into labor when the Capitals playoffs are on, I'll be there. But the TV is going to be on the correct channel. Oh, I mean, what? I mean, that that should go without saying. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's why there's a TV in the in the room, right? I mean, that it only makes sense. I mean, it's not like we're going to be watching the Flyers in the playoffs or anything. No, hell no. <laughs> um, so, Dave, uh, let, let's look at the NFL. Obviously, free agency had uh, had, had just opened, I believe, uh, when we first uh, or when we last talked a few weeks ago. Uh, but want to kind of look at maybe some of the winners and uh, some of the losers in, in NFL free agency uh, over the last couple weeks. And as much as a lot of people are going to hate to hear it, uh, I think one of the uh, winners of uh, free agency, at least so far, is your uh, your reigning and defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, you know, they, they, they trade for Brandon Cooks to the New England Patriots. Um, obviously... Uh, you know, they, they're losing Martellus Bennett. They bring in Dwayne Allen. Um, you know, they, they get, uh, they get Dante Hightower back. Um, after he was shopping around a little bit, he decides to return to new England. Um, so, you know, this new England team and, and they're spending money, which is something that, uh, that they don't do, uh, or haven't done a, a lot. Uh, in the in the free agent market, so um, I, I think they 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 probably feel that the time left with Tom Brady is probably shorter. Um, you know, obviously it is shorter than longer due to just due to age, and uh, they want to get as much out of it and out of this team as they possibly can. And uh, quite frankly, you you can't uh, you can't blame them. Yeah, Jim, I, I actually saw some of the free agent moves, like you mentioned, for the Patriots, and I. I... I, I don't want to say that I drew some parallels, but uh, being both big hockey guys, I drew some car- parallels here to what the Capitals are doing. I mean, I, I think they're they're saying, hey, our superstar and the core of our team here uh, is getting up there in age. If we're going to do this again, again for the Patriots, obviously, not for us, but if we're going to do this, um, the time is now. We have a short window. I mean, maybe – Maybe in the Capitals' case, maybe in the Patriots' case, you're looking two, three, four, maybe five years if you stretch it a little bit. Um, but if you're going to do this, you got to do it now. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it, when when you have, you, when your your best guy or your best guys uh, are obviously getting up there in age, you you have to make the decision: Are we going to, um, you know, move the aged talent, or are we going to go all in with the aged age talent and um you know obviously for like you said for our capitals they're all in this year for for New England 
They're reloading. They want to do it again. They want to do it uh, as much as they can while they still have Brady. Yeah, I agree with that, Jim. But, I mean, I was kind of having a discussion with someone at work. Um, If the Patriots were to trade Tom Brady right now, what would they get for him? What do you think they would fetch? Huh. And I know this is kind of an off-the-wall off the wall question with no preparation on your end, so I'll accept your terrible answer. But uh, go ahead and give me one, and we'll see what you say. I, I would honestly say uh, I think it would depend on who they're trading to. And obviously, uh, I don't think a, a Cleveland Browns team would be trading for Tom Brady because if you're going to make that trade, I think you're going to be a team that, that would have to be near – uh, you know, kind of right on the cusp. You know, they would be maybe a quarterback away. Uh, you know, a team like a Houston, a team like a Denver um, that, you know, has a lot of great pieces but just needs a quarterback to put them over the top. Um, I mean, I I've, I think you could fetch a lot for Tom Brady if you're one of those teams. It honestly, I, I think, would depend how desperate um, you want to you, – you really are and how – badly you you want that title I mean Denver uh you know they did the Peyton Manning thing so so maybe they're not as desperate but a Houston uh you know J.J. Watt's body is is not holding up um the best I mean it's starting to break down a little bit so you know maybe you give up you know a first round pick or more uh for Brady if, if you're that desperate I don't know what uh necessarily what what they're you know what they would get for him, but but if if you're a team that's a contender and you're a quarterback away, um, you know getting getting arguably the best quarterback of all time, uh, is is it would is hard to argue against. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I was having the the argument with the coworkers that I mean, I don't think I think if you're some of these teams, and the one team that really stuck out to me and called me crazy, but if Tom Brady went to the the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you imagine what that team would be like with that defense that they have? Yeah, no that that that's a great point. Um, uh, yeah, they're a team that that is probably a quarterback away. Darren checks in. He said, uh, "Not many teams take the salary cap hit uh, with that trade." And certainly, and, and I know Brady did restructure his deal a little bit um, with New England be, because he had a high cap hit. Um, and I, you know, I think that it's just kind of more fun in these situations because obviously, uh, New England is not going to be, uh, trading away Brady, uh, anytime soon or, or, or at all. But when you, um, you know, when you, when you have, have this type of scenario, I think you just kind of like to, uh, kind of fantasy, fantasy book a little bit, fantasy, uh, discuss just who, who would be, a likely landing spot uh, for uh, for a Tom Brady, but yeah, you're right, Dave. Kansas City is a team that um, you know could could greatly benefit from uh, from from a an uptick in um, at the quarterback position, especially after they uh, they put the highest paid safety in NFL history tag on uh, on Eric Berry, signing six years, uh, seventy eight million dollars. Um, less than two years after defeating cancer. I mean, this is a guy who, um, you know, by all, by all accounts seems like just an absolute great guy. Uh, and, and for him to have gone through, uh, what he went through health wise 
and where he's at today, uh, you know, you got to uh, you got to be pretty happy for a guy like that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the, the one thing though that uh, continues to puzzle me about this, and I, I again, I'm not, uh, I don't want to be ignorant here, but I'm not super familiar with the NFL contract and the salary cap structure in the minute details. But it just shocks me these these NFL teams signing guys to this long of a deal. I mean, how many guys? And I know you're talking superstars, but how many superstars have produced at this level warranting that big of a deal over the past five to ten years? I mean, running backs, you really can't look at any that have been solid running backs. I mean, you have a couple quarterbacks, um, maybe a couple safeties. I mean, Ed Reed's one that jumps into my mind. But there have been very few guys consistently for six years um, that have produced this kind of level that warrants this kind of money. So, I, I mean, even look at J.J. Watts, one you mentioned. The dude's body's wearing down. I mean, the NFL is a physical sport. Uh, I, it's, it's a little bit different than giving a huge contract than even hockey, um, basketball, or baseball for sure. But um, it's just kind of one of those interesting things. Like, I, I, I saw the deal on Eric Berry, and I sat there and scratched my head and saying, man, Three to four years from now, who knows how this guy is going to be? I mean, great story, great guy, but did they overpay? And I mean, my gut instinct is yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's always a possibility. Whenever you see that, uh, you know, this is the biggest contract for this position, or this is the biggest contract, um, you know, of all time. You, you you always have that question. You always have that wonder of uh, the, the the fear of overpaying. The you know where will they be in a couple of years? Sort of a deal. Um, and, and again, that that seventy eight million dollars. I don't uh, off the top of my head know what the guarantee is. I don't know uh, you know what the what the the, the breakdown of it is. Um, I guess seventy eight. And my my guess is seventy eight would probably be the max there. Um, but. Yeah, you you just uh, yeah you do always kind of question those sort of things. Is is where will the guy be? But you know, if if there's one thing being a Dallas Cowboys fan that that I know uh, is is how critical it is to have a great defensive secondary. Uh, and when you have a guy that is that reliable uh, that you can count on anchoring the defensive secondary. Uh, uh, you, you when you find it you want to you want to make sure you keep it and that's what they did um i mean the, the cowboys secondary has just been ravaged in free agency i know it wasn't great to begin with but uh, i honestly don't know um who the cowboys have or where they're going uh, i did see today in in mel kuyper's uh latest mock draft which uh you know i don't i guess there's there's well i saw it this afternoon so there may be may have been like six more since then i, I it's hard to keep track of those things but they have uh, Jabril Peppers uh, going going to Dallas at safety. So, um, because I don't I don't know that there's a great market um, still out there for for secondary. So I think the Cowboys kind of have to go after it in the in the draft. Uh, but you know, for for the Chiefs, you know, they realize what they have, and and I guess they just didn't want to give it up. So it, it to me, it's it's kind of hard to argue with. I definitely agree, Jim. I don't think there's anything you can argue with, but I sit, I, I, I just sit there and I, I, I think about it. And I'm like, across all sports, 
how many of these huge contracts really pay, panned out? I mean, it, it's just it's a, it's a discussion for another show, of course, but just one of those things when I see those numbers are staggering, and it's like, hmm, interesting is about what I can come up with. But the, the one thing I did want to touch on what you said, of course, was this cowboy stuff. Um, it, it's interesting to me how, and if I misspeak here on the Cowboys, please feel free to correct me. Sure. Um, but if if I get the sense from based on what the free agent market is, it seems like the Dallas Cowboys secondary was pretty highly thought of last year for how they produced. So that tells me, and again, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan or expert by any sense of the means, but based on what the based on what I'm seeing in free agency, it sounds like that the the secondary they were okay with, but the the that would then lead me to believe that the Cowboys D line was the issue. And the fact that the uh, they couldn't get any pressure on uh, quarterbacks, and again, I'm I'm speaking off the terms here, uh, but if if your 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 secondary is that sought after, um, is it more of a a D line issue for the Cowboys that they couldn't generate the pressure? I mean, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I think it's one of the things that really plagued my Panthers this past year is the the the, the D line was not getting the pressure, so it exposed the cornerbacks. I don't think it was the loss of Josh Norman. I think it was the loss of the sheer pressure that the D-line was able to get on the quarterback. I mean, you give these NFL quarterbacks time, they're going to make throws whether they're covered or not. You can only right. cover an Odell Beckham Jr. for so long until he gets open. It's just naturally gifted, so he's going to get open. Sure. With, um, with, was this a sheer um, – was this a firm statement saying that Dallas's D-line is the issue uh, and not, not against the run per se, but a pass rush type issue – Right. Or was this more of a uh, With, the the market is that thin that uh, oh these guys were okay for lack of better terms you know these were grade C guys so they're the best on the market and we have to get we have to get. Uh, so just kind of interested to hear your take with, on that. Yeah. yeah, with with Dallas, uh, here's the thing with the, their defense. There was many points throughout the year um, that. Their defense, uh, you know, s- stepped up and did what they needed to do, and or over overachieved, in my opinion. Uh, one of the big keys to that was the fact that the offense, you know, ran a lot of clock and uh, kept the defense off the field. Uh, the few games that the defense was on the field a lot, you saw them get into trouble. Uh, was the secondary the the best? You know, I, I think the I think the middle. Uh, the middle of the defense, the linebackers are the best of that that unit by far. Uh, a healthy Sean Lee goes a long way for that. Um, the secondary was better than the pass rush and the, and the defensive line. Uh, the defensive line riddled with injury and suspension. There, there's no way around that. Um, the secondary at times was good. The secondary at times was very good, border bordering on great. But there was also points where the secondary looked uh, absolutely incapable of doing their job. Um, so do, do teams look at that and go, look, uh, th- there's a lot to work with? Certainly. You know, the, the, the people can look at look at the Cowboys secondary guys from that secondary and say, you know, there's talent here. We just kind of have to, to, to clean up the rough edges. Uh, yeah, the, the the pass rush absolutely the biggest problem for the Cowboys. They did pretty damn good against the run. 
Um, but they can get no pressure on the quarterback. They got a, they started to get a little bit on Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, in the uh, in the second half of uh, of that playoff game, but it was too little, too late when you went down as big as they did. But yeah, that that that's the biggest thing he needs to address. You need to not have guys that are going to spend time, uh, part of or the entire season out suspended. Uh, you, you know, injuries injuries happen. It sucks. Uh, Jalen Smith, obviously linebacker, but uh, will be part of the pass rush as well. Should hopefully, fingers crossed, um, be back in the fold next year. So, uh, what the Cowboys do with the secondary from here on out, I don't know. the The pass rush uh, should, and it can't be very hard not to be, but should be improved. Yeah, it definitely makes uh, perfect sense. So it's kind of one of those interesting to see. But I'm a, I'm a firm believer that in order to have a a solid defense against the pass, you have to get pressure. Uh, some other winners in free agency would be uh, some quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, outside of uh, New England, except Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's staying in New England uh, as opposed to going to Cleveland. So that's probably a win for him. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers, they kind of, um, you know, they, they, they add – Martellus Bennett, Lance Kendricks, um, and, and and some guys on the offensive line there. So you know that that's going to be a benefit to Aaron Rodgers. Mike Glennon uh, gets a gets what I thought was a pretty damn big deal from the Chicago Bears. Uh, three years, forty five million dollars uh, to especially with Jay Cutler now being released. Mike Glennon is as of now your number one quarterback in Chicago. Carson Wentz in Philadelphia gets Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. Added into the mix, you, you know, obviously the the Eagles' biggest problem, and we talked about it um, many times at length over the course of the season. Dave was um, the the receivers' inability to catch the football. So uh, Alshon Jeffrey and and Torrey Smith, uh, you know, Torrey Smith's up there in age. Alshon Jeffrey has had, um, you know, has had injury problems. If he can stay healthy, that's going to be a benefit to the Eagles uh, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, still with Washington, and and as of now, set to collect twenty four million dollars as a, as the franchise tag player uh, in Washington. So uh, a lot of quarterbacks, I would say, on the winning side of free agency so far. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Jim. I, I thought the uh, the Eagles had a uh, very very productive signings. I mean, I think they overpaid for some of these receivers, but the the, the receiver market is pretty thin. So there's only so much. Uh, I mean, if, if, you, if there's only two good receivers out there, it's pretty much a receiver's name your price type market that, yeah, you're going to overpay, but you also got to look at it too as a team. This is, if this is what you need, what choice do you have type thing? Um, as far as uh, Glennon in, uh, in uh, Chicago, um, I'm kind of interested to see how he fits here. Um, he was a guy that could really spin the ball in college, so I think it's something that has, uh, has potential to be pretty dynamite. Um, but it's also the Bears, so I can't remember the last time they had a good quarterback. So um, kind of doomed it. Probably, probably right around uh, the the days of the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> That's way before my time. So I I, I know, but that, I mean that that tells you how porous it's been there. Definitely. So, um, Jim, the only other thing that I have to talk about with the NHL, or not the NHL, see, I'm in a hockey mindset because we're in the offseason. That's, that's totally fine. But the only 
The the only other thing that I have to bring up with the NFL, and I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, but I, I, I think there's a big-name quarterback that's having some uh, some surgery on a uh, – on a uh, arm there in the near future. Um, I, I don't know if you saw a break today, but I believe Cam Newton's having surgery next week. Um, um, to, to well, me, I thought a, you said I thought you said big name quarterback. Well, I mean, he's a big name. He's on an Allstate commercial or something else too. But <laughs> um, it's all it's all relative. No, in all, in all seriousness, I, I did I did see uh, that he is he is set for surgery. Any any quarterback in the NFL is a big name quarterback, so I mean it's all relative. They're big name compared to college, but sure. Um, my my gripe with this, I mean, obviously I wish Cam the best and I wish him uh, speedy recovery with everything. But why the hell are you announcing on March twenty second that you're having surgery on March thirtieth? Why are you wasting the week? Like that seems a bit peculiar to me, unless there's some medical reason or something else. Um, why are you wasting the time? I mean. This surgery is cutting right up against you playing in the in the regular season, so um, uh, you're not expected to miss regular season time at this point. But one setback or anything like that, and you know, one injury when you're ripping your jersey off doing the Superman, and you're you're missing regular season action now. So um, kind of interesting to me that they came out and said this, but they're still waiting a week and a half to do the surgery. I mean, maybe it's something that everything's inflamed right now and it has to go down. Um, I didn't read a lot about it. I just saw some headlines in all honesty, but uh, interesting timing on all that in my eyes too. Any, any opinions or uh, anything on that Jimmy jam? Yeah, no, I, I think you, uh, I think you make a good point. There is, is why, yeah. Why waste the time unless there's, there's, I mean, you would think that, um, you know, you would, you would have a, a pretty, pretty solid medical team and, and things like that, that you could, uh, you know, you could get a guy in and uh, get the operation done and, and get him recuperating and rehabbing um, as quickly as possible. Um, but, you know, but may, maybe they they're just comfortable in the in the prognosis and that they feel there won't be uh, there won't be a setback. And, and you got to hope that there isn't because, um, you know, like you said, it's going to cut up right near the uh, right near the start of the season. So. Um, you know, for, for Cam Newton, obviously I had a little, I had a little fun there, but, uh, um, yeah, I do, do wish him a a quick recovery. Uh, You don't, you don't want to see any guy having to, uh, to go under the knife and all of that. But yeah, for the, uh, for the Panther Panthers, it is kind of a weird, uh, a weird choice to, to kind of wait on the, um, you know, on the surgery there, Dave, really the only other thing that I have is. Um, and the, just, just from the, the, the ridiculousness of the story was this Tom Brady's Tom Brady's Jersey has been recovered from the Super Bowl. Um, just how, how, how crazy this thing, the twists and turns, um, that it took, uh, Martin, Mauricio, I, I I believe is the uh, Martin Mauricio Ortega. I believe is the uh, the name of the culprit who uh, who who took the jersey. Um, he I guess went he he went into the in the in the in the post game went into the locker room with a with a bag stuffed it in a bag and got out of there. Um, I, I guess as the reports have gone, this isn't the first time that he has taken uh, items out of. 
uh, locker rooms. Uh, after I think he, I think I read somewhere he had Von Miller's helmet from last year's Super Bowl. I mean, uh, you know, so they, they they finally they finally got the guy uh, and, and and got the jersey back, and um, it's just a, a crazy story. Um, the, the FBI was involved, and and I, it just blows me away that uh, the the Federal Bureau of Investigation uh, was uh, searching for a NFL football jersey. But um, Dave, I, it, it was you know in, in in what can be a mad mad world sometimes. Uh, this one gave me a chuckle at least. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this is a comical story. Uh... I mean, this is, this just goes to back up our further point. Um, day after the NFL NFL Super Bowl, you're saying, "Where's Tom Brady's jersey?" The day after the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, and you're saying, "Oh, player X, Y, and Z played with broken ribs, a broken foot, a lacerated <laughs> right. ACL, etc." Like it's a man sport versus a wannabe man sport. Uh, so again, uh, congratulations, Tom Brady. You lost your jersey. My question on the whole thing is, how the hell did the NFL let this happen? Right. Period. Like, right. I have nothing other to say than, NFL, how did you let this happen? Yeah, no, it, um, yeah, plain and simple, he, uh, it, it's pretty absurd. And then, and then Dave, finally, um, just a, a little bit of, of sad news out of the sports world, uh, Jerry Krause, uh, passed away this week, was the, uh, was a two-time recipient of NBA's Executive of the Year. He was uh, a general manager for uh, the Chicago Bulls, most uh, most notably. Um, you know, was instrumental in in a lot of those championships. And um, you know, he he retired in two thousand three. Um, battled some uh, various health issues uh, over the last couple of years. Seventy seven years old. He passed away just a few days ago. Um, but uh, leaving an indelible mark and impact on the, on the, the, the NBA game and, um, and, and obviously the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I, I grew up, uh, again, I mean, I watching some of the greats, but, uh, everybody was a fan of those Bulls teams because of just how spectacular they were. And, um, you know the guy who was really instrumental in, in making them happen was, uh, you know, has, has passed away. So our thoughts, obviously, uh, to uh, the the Krause family. Yeah, Jim, uh, just kind of well, well said there, and uh, definitely echo everything that you said there. But uh, definitely, uh, you, you have to remember uh, anyone around our age has to remember looking at those those Bulls team with. Uh, with MJ, Pippen, uh, Steve Kerr, I believe. I believe Dennis Rodman was there a little bit. That's four guys from that team. That's pretty good, right? Pretty impressive, that gym, out of nowhere. But uh, na- naming some of those guys. But, uh, again, you, you, you got to give the owner some credit on on assembling those teams. So uh, just kind of uh, echoing exactly what you said there about the, uh, the thoughts and everything going out to his family and uh, the entire Bulls organization. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, uh, that's really all I have. Uh, do you have anything else uh, you want to touch on here? Uh, Jim, I don't really think I have much to touch on. Um, I know we t- talked briefly uh, uh, in the five minutes prior to the show while I was finishing my last beer. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think the last thing that we, we really wanted to say is I think we're planning on being back the next two weeks. Um, I think we're doing, planning on doing a college basketball uh, March Madness uh, type uh, preview of the Final Four next week. Uh, along with our MLB preview, so I yeah. think this is going to be a has potential to be a fairly lengthy show next week, um, and then the week after that, I think we're planning on go, doing a uh, a Masters preview with a uh, possible guest uh, along with it as well. Um, I do already uh, kind of spoiler alert, but I do already have a guest lined up for the Kentucky Derby uh, when that goes off in early May. Um, so we'll do a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good uh, horse racing preview for the Kentucky Derby, so hopefully that'll help. Uh, that'll help with your uh, your pools and everything. But uh, I, I again, uh, thanks for all the listeners that listened in. It's been a couple weeks off, but uh, definitely continuing to in, uh, enjoy discussing shows and or discussing sports on you with with this show. Geez, um, but uh, maybe, maybe you should drink another one, Dave. Oh man, that was bad. Yeah, no, again, just, uh, yeah, next couple of weeks, obviously the, uh, the, the best way to stay tuned to, uh, when, when we will have a show is, is obviously listening to us, uh, but also facebook.com slash huddle up podcast and Twitter is at huddle up podcast. Dave, let them know where they can follow you on Twitter. We're going to close this thing up. Definitely, Jim. Um, I'm at D Gerhart, uh, G-E-R-H-A-R-T, 024 on Twitter. Um, again, it's it's been a pleasure, Jim, and uh, we'll catch you next week, assuming uh, the wonderful new legend doesn't make his, uh, his or her appearance into the world at this point. Yeah, that could throw a monkey wrench into things, but uh, I, I think I have some, um, some backups, some reserves uh, to call in from the bullpen uh, if – if that is necessary, so uh, we will we will always be uh, moving and shifting as, as we get closer and closer uh, to uh, to to your 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 child being born, and uh, you know we will be close to the phones for the next uh, next couple of weeks and, and and months here. So uh, until next week, Dave. Uh, at this point, we're going to go business as usual. We'll talk to you then. Sounds good, Jim. Uh, again, thanks to all the listeners for listening in, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week with a. Uh a March Madness uh, Final Four preview, and an MLB preview. So uh, hold on to your seats. This is going to be an exciting one in seven days. And we're going to get, yes, we are going to get Jim to talk some Final Four basketball. Whew. I better uh, better start researching now, Dave. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, so that's going to uh, that's gonna close up the show here. For those that uh, have, have been following along on the video side or the audio side, uh, we do appreciate that. Uh, obviously you can uh, stay tuned to us all the time facebook.com slash huddle up podcast twitter is at huddle up podcast we are live each and every uh, well not each and every but uh, when we are live it is Wednesday nights 9.30pm eastern time uh, audio is at ngscsports.com video is all is right there on the facebook page uh, you can also um, check out all of the shows on NGSC sports radio where we never stop by visiting the homepage or on uh, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app search NGSC. We stream daily at leapsports.com. That is L E E I P sports.com. And also, uh, you can podcast our show, subscribe to us, uh, of course, audio only on Android or iTunes by searching Huddle Up uh, with Jim and Dave. 
Again, Facebook and Twitter are both at Huddle Up Podcast. We will talk to you next week for sure. Uh, And until then, folks, go for the win. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.